thanks for watching. I'm your host, Chris Swainhart, and this is Gun Stuff. Gun Stuff is dedicated to arming America one law-abiding citizen at a time. Hey, if that describes you, you're in the right place. And if it doesn't, well, get yourself righteous and you can feel a part of the great Gun Stuff Nation. Hey, we've got some great uh, uh, guests today. Let me tell you what's happening. Liberty Lubricants, they'll be on with some new products they've been on before. Navy Arms, uh, well, they're going to blow your mind. And Shaw Armament, first-time guest. We're glad to have Shaw Armament and welcome them to our show. I wanted to take a little bit of time. You got to see uh, Joe Biden, who's singing his heart out about the shotgun song. And you know what? He's pretty serious. He knows all about firearms. He's pretty good at it. Uh, this last week, he was talking about pistol braces, you know, how they change the caliber of the weapons. And you know what? Uh, you know, we'd like to get him on the show. Also, I think just today, he was mocking Second Amendment supporters, saying you need an F-16 to take on the government. You know, the thing I like about you, Mr. President, is, you know, we don't have to worry about those mean tweets of the orange man. Uh, and you've brought an era of civility back to our national conversation. I'm just so happy about that. And you know what? I like your reelection campaign. You know, you're bringing in illegal aliens, four million. But I'm pretty excited about your new part of your election campaign, because very, very soon, and I'm going to think this would make us a safer place. If you'll just round up those 40 million uh, pistol brace owners, because they're all felons now, round them up, lock them up, take away their right to vote, of course. And then we can look forward to another four years and maybe an eternity of wonderful leadership under you or whoever Obama or the rest of the leaders, the dear leaders appoint. So, hey, thank you, uh, Biden. And, and, you know, you folks that are watching, you may be deluded. Hey, by the way, uh, on another point here, I was being somewhat sarcastic. I don't know if you can put that in there somewhere. Uh, the thing is... You know, we kind of, we don't really want to take down our government. We just want to prevent unreasonable search and seizures, unreasonable imprisonment, unreasonable, uh, you know, like laws, like taking away our pistol braces and making 40 million of us felons. So by the way, uh, we, we don't like it. We don't like it one bit. Hey, I'm going to see if I can bring uh, on uh, our, our my, my co-host right now. Let me see if I can get him here. Scott. Scott Keefner, Okay, Scott, you're there. Are you there, Scott? Hey, Chris. Okay. Hey, I'm here, buddy. Well, here in the studio, I not only have Scott uh, in remotely from the hills of Kentucky, but I, I have uh, <laughs> another law enforcement expert, Ursula Williams, right here sitting next to me, right here in the studio. Hey, Ursula, what have you been up to lately? Um... <laughs> I've been doing a lot of stuff. I've been a lot of, uh, doing a lot of shooting. And I'm also still training for the shotgun world shoot. So I've been doing a lot of shotgun stuff. So I, uh, uh, on the way into the studio today, that was when I found out the whole pistol brace thing again. And holy cow. So speaking of the whole law enforcement thing, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be enough cops to go door to door to go pick up uh, pistol braces. So, and I know the ATF is so, you know, backlogged actually like, do you know 
uh, register them as SBRs and no, no problem, no yeah. problem, Ursula. Uh, I don't know if you saw. I, 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 no need to apologize for not being up to it, but the IRS has been out there, yeah, uh, breaking into mm -hmm. uh, FFL establishments, yeah, getting all the four, yeah, all the forty-four seventy-threes are getting all your information. IRS, hmm. yeah, and maybe that's why they spent that eighty-five million dollars just so they can round us up. What to do you be fair? Yeah, the tax stamp actually does come through the IRS. So, yeah, what do you think, Scott? There, uh, so it's one of those things, you know. The 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 government will use whatever uh, available resource they have to enforce those things. And if you know the IRS, you know, like you said, the tax stamps and stuff like that. If they're involved, you know, just like when I was, you know, with the Department of Homeland Security, if they're linked in any in any way, then that gives them access to be used in mm -hmm. in any capacity to enforce another law. And on top of any any federal law. So, Ursula, I'm going to let you wrap up before that, we so. go on to the next uh, bit here. Uh, what do you think? Do you think I'm off the mark here, uh, thinking they're going to round us up? What do you think? Um, there's more of them than, than them. So <laughs> More of us than there's them. There's way more of us than there are them. So yeah. um, I'm, a, uh, I'm a numbers person, so. Okay, you're 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 ready. I'm like, I don't want this video to get played later on. Like, <laughs> okay, all right. Okay. Like, yeah. What are the real thoughts? I'm like, mm, okay. Well, we'll skip this. Hey, here's the Legion, uh, Scott. To tell us, I think you're again on camera here. What is this that we're looking yeah. at? Uh, so this is a stage of the Legion 9-11 Memorial Running Gun. Uh, this is done to honor uh, fallen. Uh, soldiers in the line of duty and this is uh coordinated with fifth special forces group and uh so all of the battles in these in this stage and in these stages are all based on um where our troops have gotten into firefights and and have possibly lost their lives so uh in this one starts off you're laying down suppressive fire with a 50 caliber they provide it in that uh then you have to move over to uh another position provide rifle cover and then move your injured teammate to cover uh but once you get there cover is not sufficient so then you have to begin building even more cover and then regrouping before you go on a counter assault uh, and 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 finish off with your pistol hitting the the different still targets and stuff like that that are laid out um these seem very basic in structure and look very simple in 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 application and what we're doing here but uh ultimately this is what uh the the person that this honors this is uh for sergeant major michael uh, b stack uh, this honors him because this is how he paid the ultimate price mm -hmm. uh and so when you go through these stages you're actually running you know what what they went through um and sure. that's what the whole thing's about uh, it's great people it's a fundraiser that raises money for the for all the for the families that have lost the fallen soldiers so scott there's a lot of vets that come back and uh, yeah. they may be in wheelchairs and they have trouble they like to hang out with their compadres out mm -hmm. at the range and they're in a wheelchair and so yep. uh from what i understand that's why Pistol braces were invented. Uh, am, am I right on that? Yes. Yep. Yeah, and it's it was you know the reason the original reason it was invented was for a disabled vet who had who had had uh, suffered arm injury uh, in combat, and that's why it was originally 
designed uh and you know it's been applied in a lot of different ways but uh, but the thing is is nobody wants to break the law so they sent it off and said hey you know is this legal and they were like oh yeah it's totally legal and then all of a sudden then, it's not then, you know they changed their mind anymore. yeah yeah the, hey, guys, the funny so part is that with the no, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I'm sorry to cut you off there, Scott. We could talk all day about this. I wanted to move ahead yes. with our featured firearms because our, our guests are, are, are chomping at the bit here. So our featured firearm today, Scott, tell us what we're looking at. And uh, and I'm going to get uh, my mug off here and show you what we got in yeah. the studio. Go ahead, Scott. And I know Ursula's waiting to get her hands on it, right? She's good. Yep. She, no, no, she's like, come like, on, Chris, pass go, it over. So, uh yeah, let's do this. Uh, this is Walter's, you know, the same as their competition line, but it's compact uh, pro edition. So it has the magwell on bottom 15 round uh, capacity. But if you have extensions, you can run it at just about any capacity has the uh, the upgraded trigger has the optic cut on the on the top has adjustable rear sight and has a threaded barrel and picatinny rail out front for you to add any accessories that you need onto there flashlights lasers things like that but this is a smaller it's a smaller version of the pdp that's meant for concealed carry uh, but then they also have the threaded barrel on there in case mm -hmm. you want to put a compensator or anything like that to make it you know to help absorb some of that recoil or if you want to shoot it suppressed or anything so it's a really good gun we've given a couple we've given one of these away in the past and and we've got a lot of good feedback on it uh and how much they liked it Hey, Ursula, what do you think of that Magwell? I, I was looking at that before, and that's pretty awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely awesome. So another cool thing is that yeah. uh, one reason why I like the PDP because it's super ergonomical. So if you look there, I'm trying to show you here. So this right here fits in my palm, and then they also have different back straps they can put on it as well. Um, oh, hold that up there again. I'm going to get you on there. <laughs> there you go. So super ergonomical and even with my uh big massive uh meat hooks or cricket backs of hands here uh pretty much i am not too far over <laughs> i'm not too far over the magwell there and it just feels like just super easy and yeah you're right here the back straps different back straps yeah. okay which is just held in with a roll pin but like that is actually super easy to do at home extra so user friendly and, and, and a custom uh mag loader so uh, this is you know how I, on the hand. No, like Chris, like all his speed loaders. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so a barrel. This is I like it. We got it. Uh, Fifteen plus one capacity, four and a half inch uh, threaded barrel. I, I that everyone is going to threaded barrel, right? Yeah, I think it's fifteen flush because yeah. these are actually eighteen rounders. Oh, all right. Okay. Okay. Even better. So guys, we're gonna have to leave it there. Uh, manufacturers over a thousand bucks. Uh, seven ninety nine at Gunstuff TV. Mm -hmm. uh, to me, that's a pretty good deal. Hey, look, uh, hang around, folks. Uh, right after this break, we'll have some very, very interesting information that uh, on how you can lubricate your gun for success.
thanks for being on our show at LibertyGunLube.com. Yep, thanks for having me again. Well, tell us a little bit, give our viewers a little bit of background about Liberty Gun Lube. Yeah, um, so Liberty Gun Lube has been around for about nine years now, and we manufacture uh, synthetic gun oils that are non-toxic and non-hazardous. Um, we also manufacture um, different types of cleaning solvents, water-based and oil-based, depending on a customer's needs. And uh, this year, we've come out with uh, a dry film lubricant uh, slash cleaner, and then also a vapor corrosion inhibitor safety flag for it's a barrel saver. Hey, here's a quick quick question: uh, synthetic oils. You know, I used to think oils only came out of the ground or out of my oily pores on the uh, bridge of my right. nose here. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, what's this deal with synthetic oils? What's that mean? Yeah. So essentially, um, you have three different types of base oils like you said the out of the ground petroleums uh people that want bio oils are usually some kind of a vegetable based oil and then synthetics are a man-made chemical oil um what's nice about them is depending on the type that you use um they can handle pretty extreme temperature conditions they also tend not to evaporate yeah so synthetics are good um you know, we, we like them here again. It gives, it gives us a much wider range of capabilities than, let's say, uh, you know, a vegetable based or, or a petroleum based oil. OK, so you you don't like head down to the supermarket yeah. and repackage vegetable like oil, Crisco, yeah. <laughs> no, and, and, no. or you don't go to a uh, Jiffy Lube either, for that matter, I yeah. guess. No, no, no. And, you know, and it's funny because, uh, you know, when you say vegetable oil, I mean, you know, some Gun oils can be bio-based with a type of vegetable oil or coconut oil, and they, they serve a purpose, and some people, you know, want that, and there's nothing wrong with it as long as you understand, you know, the limitations of, you know, using that type of base oil. Um, so what you have here is our uh, Liberty Lubricants HLP, and this is our newest version. Um, the previous version, which we had on your show a couple of years ago, was more of a, a creamy white color. And, um, you know, the biggest feedback we got from our customers, they all love the oil, but they didn't like the fact that if it sat around for a year or so, it'd start to separate. And, you know, even though it says shake well, you know, on the label and it's perfectly fine, you know, customers just don't want to do it or they don't read it. So, you know, uh, you know, we sat down for, you know, about a good year and worked on formulating some clear oils and after a bunch of different formulas, you know, we came up with this and actually does exactly, you know, it works exactly the same as the other oil, except, you know, it's it's clear. It's a nice thin oil. It's got extreme temperature ranges and, uh, you know, it won't uh, dry out on you. So that that's why we came up with it. I'm sorry. That just made me lose like this yeah. much faith in humanity right there. Because I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, y'all can't shake it. Like, seriously. And this stuff actually lasts forever. Like, I still have a small uh, five milliliter bottle. Uh, from I think the last time you were on the show, and I like I still have like half of that because it does last. Okay, so here is our Gunsolve Extreme, and what this is, it's a combination gun cleaner and then also a dry film lubricant. And uh, we had a bunch of customers asking us if we had a dry film lube, and uh, a friend of ours who owns a big indoor range had come to me and said, hey. You know, we use your cleaner, but um, we want to be able to, you know, field strip our guns, get them in an ultrasound tank, pull them out, 
put them back together and, and get them on the range because time is money. And if they're dirty and they're not working, they're not making us money. Um, so, you know, we formulated this and it's uh, it's a based off of our Gunsolve water-based cleaner. Um, but what we did is we added uh, an emulsion in it, which is a dry film lubricant of little submicron particles and they stay in solution. And then we put a binding agent in it. So what happens is you clean your firearm, whether you're spraying and brushing or ultrasound tank, whatever. Um, and then as it washes away, you know, all the gunk and grime and carbon, you pull it out. And then, you know, you can wipe off any excess carbon, but otherwise you just let it dry. And it dries to a real thin, invisible film. Um, and what it does is it gives you good lubrication. It's got a, here again, a pretty wide temperature range that it'll work under. Um, uh, it doesn't add any real noticeable thickness um, other than just enough to kind of leave what's called a tribal film on, on the metal parts so they glide easily together. Um, the other thing does is, oh, it, it, since it's water-based, we do put anti-corrosion additives in it. So between the anti-corrosion additive and the dry film, um, it actually protects the firearm from rusting. So, Scott, uh, uh, I'm going to ask yeah. you if you've had any yeah. experience with dry film lubricant. Because, Scott, I want to make sure that he's still yeah. on with us there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and that's one of the things that I wanted to, that, that this is actually one of the products that when, when I talked to him at the NRA convention that, that he had just come out with, and the fact that uh, you put this on, the, the water and everything else evaporates out of it, leaves right. the lubricant behind. So, for people like Ursula that are competing in that arid, yeah. dusty, hot environment, they're not, they're, you know, all that dust and, and all that, you know, are, are, armed forces in in those other environments it doesn't even have to be a desert environment it just has to be a right. dusty place that you're yeah. training and or operating in right. uh because all that dust gets stuck in your gun oil mm. that you right. that you have whereas uh if this drive like this dry film lubricant you know you can just wipe that off with a rag and it, it doesn't get all this stuff in all the cracks and crevices and the little small firing pin holes and and all those little things that you know in places in a gun that we have to keep clean to keep it operational so, uh, so, so it was a really cool thing that you saw, yeah. So, so, so we got uh, Gary asked us a question: What temperature rating mm -hmm. on the grease and uh, and the oil? I guess we're talking about the temperature rating. So, our grease uh, chemical X, which we don't have here right today. Um, it's good up to like 800 degrees before it starts to melt and burn off, and I think on the low end. Um, off the top of my head, once it's rubbed into the into the gun parts, it's good down to about 40 below zero. Of course, trying to pump grease at 40 below zero would be almost impossible. <laughs> um, and then the the HLP oil, um, about minus 70 degrees Fahrenheit, it'll still work, um, and uh, it starts to evaporate off finally at a little over 500 degrees. Um, but the chemicals that it leaves behind, the tribofilms on the gun parts, uh, you know, will, will handle higher temperatures than that as well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, after 500 degrees for a while, you probably want to reapply it. So this new uh, bore core, yeah. tell us what we are looking yeah. at here, Jim. Yeah, so I've, I've got one uh, right here. Um, so what it is is uh, it's a, a barrel saver, and it's a combination of a vapor corrosion inhibitor. So this plastic cable 
actually is infused with uh, non-toxic uh, vapor corrosion chemicals that, that gas off. So similar to like back in the old days when you'd buy a Smith & Wesson pistol and it was wrapped in that paper, uh, paper that was, paper. yeah, the wax paper, right? It was a, a vapor corrosion inhibitor. So this is essentially the same technology. Um, and uh, we attached it to a safety flag. So here again, it's a tell that there's something in that barrel. But when we first started working with it, we we're like, oh, we'll just, you know, make it where you stick it in from the muzzle side. And then, you know, you just figure somebody's going to forget it's in there and chamber around. So, you know, this way, you know, it, it's that visual tell that it's there. Um, you slide it in through the chamber, but you can also do it through the muzzle end. If it's a little bit long, like it is here, you can kind of fold the excess back in um, and it just keeps it there really easy to use and what this will do is protect the barrel from rusting and corroding for up to 24 months um, so it's it's pretty cheap protection um, if you got a bunch of them in your guns in your gun safe here again it's just going to kind of create that vapor barrier inside and, and protect everything to some degree depending on how many you have in there um, but here again, real, real, real cheap protection. You got a question? So, um, I got a question here off of yeah. um, uh, off of Rumble. So yeah. I am Bob Noxious. Asked, <laughs> what will be a good lubricant for storage in a gun safe? So we all see the board core. Anything else in addition yeah. to that? Good yeah. So we um, have another solvent called Tribosolve, and it is actually a solvent and protectant and Unlike our gun solve, which is water-based, it is um, a synthetic oil-based solvent. So you would just literally spray the whole gun down, give it a quick wipe off, and then you can put it in the safe. And what's nice about it, though, is it doesn't evaporate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let's say you leave that hunting rifle in the safe for a year. When you pull it out, it's still going to have a real nice thin film on it, but it's not going to have turned sticky on you. Um, and, and, of course, I think everybody's experienced that where you, you pull out and then you got to completely clean the gun and re-oil it again. So that's not going to happen. So that's what I would use. If I, I, got, store gun I have out. one last question yeah. on this bore core because we're yeah. here at the yeah. end of our segment. Yeah. Uh, how long is this? Does it come in various lengths? Like is there something for uh, rifles, uh, short barrel pistols, or whatever? Yeah, there's um, the handgun length, which has about eight usable inches. Um, if your barrel's a little bit longer, it's going to be fine. Um, and then the rifle shotgun version is uh, about got about 22 usable inches. And pretty soon we're going to come out with uh, one for like double barrel shotguns and rifles, where so you don't have to use two flags. It's just one that's extra long that you can loop back through the other barrel. Oh, great idea. Um, yeah, yeah, it'll make it easy. And then something we're looking at, too, um, is uh, chamber plugs that will actually fit onto this cable. So that way, if a customer accidentally, you know, lets a, the action slam home on it, it's not going to break the cable. Or if for some reason they want to close that bolt, they can do that um, and yet still protect the cable and seal it off. Well, Jim, so, I think we're going to have to leave it there. Yeah. Uh, we're here at the okay. end. Uh, so how do people learn more about your product? Where do they go? Yeah, um, they can just go to either libertygunloop.com or we simplified it and they can go to liblube.com. Liblube. And then I also...
Yep, live loop. I figured to make it easy and have a little play with words. And yeah. then I also did a, a, a discount code for your customers. So between now and the end of the month, if they check out and they just use GSTV, they'll get 20% off their order. Save uh, GSTV, you save 20%. G and also this is available in, uh, did I hear shields and in some uh, gun guns? Yeah, yeah. Shields uh, carries our products in about 22 of their stores currently, um, and we'll probably be expanding that out this year. Well, thank you for being on the show. It's libertygunlube.com. And uh, in just a minute, we're going to have a special guest, uh, uh, Tom. I won't say his last name. I'm not allowed to, but he was in Mission Impossible. <laughs> I think he's going to be on our show in, in just a minute. I don't know. The only way to find out is stay tuned. The headrest safe is quick and easy to use. Some may even call it a game changer. The headrest safe acts as a safety net, protecting your belongings while keeping them out of sight and out of bounds of others, serving as security while also keeping your valuables in bounds. That's what the headrest safe provides for me. Game, set, match. Did a little uh, preview, uh, and I guess you know I have to check out my uh, uh, Tom, Tom Tom Cruise. Tom, Tom, are you there? Tom, Oh, okay. There. Oh, all right. Well, the next best thing we got Val Forget here. Uh, <laughs> Val Val Forget, and we're so glad to have you here from Navy Arms. Uh, you, why you. am Thank I talking about Tom Cruise? You guys are going to find out in just a minute. Val's going to tell us. Just, we start with though. You're not a newcomer to uh, the firearm industry, uh, are you, Val? No, I was raised in it. My parents started our business in the 1950s, and I literally grew up in the industry and took over my father's business when he passed away in 2002. But, uh, you know, I've, I've done this my whole life. It's pretty much the only thing I'm any good at. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know, I think you are pretty good at it. Now, you guys are a little different. Yep. Now, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Do you manufacture guns? Uh, you know, are you a gun inventor? What exactly do you do? Because you do something different than most of our guests, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of all of the above. And what Navy Arms uh, really is and, and how it started out and it is to this day is we market and sell, I would say, classic guns. That could be replicas of uh, old Colts, old Winchesters, old Remingtons. And my father was also a significant importer of military surplus guns, which we still do both today. And what I'm talking about today kind of falls into both of those categories in that they're original Mauser 7184 rifles, but they've been refurbished to new condition, both for collectors and in this particular case, for the Tom Cruise movie, The Last Samurai. So these are original Mausers, and but they've been reconditioned. Correct. What does that mean? Correct. Well, this model was actually the first bolt-action repeating rifle that the Mauser brothers ever built. It's an improvement on their first gun, which was a single shot, the model 1871, and it's called the 7184. And we managed to purchase uh, a large quantity of these out of South America, and they were in terrible condition. They had rust, 
the stocks were broken, parts were missing. So we imported the guns and then each individual gun we put back together first by utilizing all of the original parts that, that we had available. And then we took those original parts, had them made uh, identical to the originals, including the stocks that you see on that gun right there, and make them into working guns that people can shoot, they can collect. And in the case of The Last Samurai, at the very end of the movie, the, the large battle scene, all of those guns were actual working guns shooting blanks on a repetitive process uh, in, in that final battle scene. And that, here they are. There are a lot of them. Ursula? No, that's pretty cool. That is that is super awesome. Yeah. Scott, now, uh, this kind of refurbishment, I know you do a lot of working on guns, but uh, could you have handled this type of volume? I don't think so. No. It was his no, that's on, that is on a large scale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is on a large scale. And you guys, if I'm not mistaken, so you guys, you guys, these were your guns. They were in the, in the movie, and then you now have them back, Correct. right? So what are you guys going to do with all of these? What are, <laughs> what are we doing with these? Yeah. So so normally uh, uh, armorers will buy the guns, which is what was done on this movie. The armorer uh, is a gentleman named Rock Galati, who's a good friend of mine. Rock did the Matrix movies. He did the Mission Impossible movies. He just finished John Wick 4, uh, and he's doing a movie in Europe right now with John Woo. Well, Rock recently moved from California, and he called me and said, hey, all these 7184s you sold me for the movie, would you like to buy them back? <laughs> so we negotiated a deal. I bought them all back. And part of the deal is I told Rock that for each gun, he needed to sign a certificate of authenticity that each one of these guns was the ones actually used in the movie. Awesome. So we have those back. Yeah, we have them on the Navy Arms website. Uh, and the And the super nice part, that I had mentioned before is these guns were built in the 1880s, which means that uh, under ATF rules, it's an antique gun. Mm -hmm. The ATF does not consider it a firearm. So when people order these guns, we can ship it directly to their homes. Mm -hmm. They don't need to have it sent to an FFL to do the transfer. Oh, mind blown. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Totally blown. Yeah. Absolutely blown. So you you can buy an actual gun from the movie that's a Correct. functioning firearm. Correct. So it's not just you know it's not just going to be a prop. It's going to be something that no, you can, that you is know, an actual gun to we, put into your collection. And I have here an actual gun from it. And as you can see, we completely refinished it, identical to the originals. And a and a interesting point about the refurbishment process. The guns in the movie were supposed to be Mauser 71s, but there are no quantities of Mauser 71s, so we used the 7084s. When we shipped the guns, or we were about to ship the guns to New Zealand, and I got a call from Rock, and he said, Val, the Model 71s had brass gold-colored trigger guards, and he said, then these guns have blued ones. And to take this gun apart is very difficult. It's got... Uh, uh, many different pieces that would need to come off to get it apart again to take the trigger guards off. So half-jokingly, I said, well, heck, we could get some tape and some gold Krylon spray paint and just spray paint them. And there was a pause, and Rock finally said, yeah, that'll work. So we ended up <laughs> just using spray paint and spray painting, which, of course, has worn off over time as they've used it. But it gives you an idea as to you know the practicality of uh, uh, of movie magic 
that a little bit of spray paint goes a long way mm-hmm. in in uh, uh, finishing a process. So I have a question. So of course I'm shopping. Yes. That's, I don't know how long if you've been a fan of the show. <laughs> I'm always shopping. I'm always looking on websites. Like that is what I do. We can hook you up. Oh man, I, I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> that is so that is so awesome. I would I would love it. But uh, on here on for your uh, for the seventy one eighty fours, you have grade one and grade two. What's the main difference? Correct. And and, and the, the pricing difference is and when you're answering an answer Tim's question, what does it cost? Yes. Because we all want to know. No, indeed. So as all if you've ever seen the movie, you know that that was a raging battle at the end of the movie. And so all of those extras who use those guns, they were actually hitting each other. <laughs> and so a number of the guns ended up with uh, uh, cracks in the stock, uh, damage to them. Uh, so we didn't want to just have it be luck of the draw. So we graded the guns out, and the grade one guns are ones that are not cracked. They obviously have a little bit of dings and, and that sort of thing and some wear. Uh, and the grade twos are the ones that that actually do have the, the cracks. And we also have what are called rubber duckies, which were also used in the movie, which are just cast rubber that were utilized um, for people in the back, for for people. Uh, there's There's a part of the battle scene where Tom Cruise uh, takes his sword and the guy holds his gun up and he cuts it in half. Well, that was a rubber ducky they used to do that. And we have those available as well. So the price to answer your question, the retail price on those guns is uh, $1,299. But what we've done for the show is between now and Monday, we've reduced the price to $995. So you can go either to the Navy Arms website, which is NavyArms.com, click on the link for the 7184 rifles, and that will take you over to our retail site, which I also own, which is the Old Western Scrounger site. And the uh, URL for that is OWS-AMMO.com. So either way, you can go look at the guns. The Navy Arms site has a little more information on those guns. And you can order it directly off of the site. And again, we'll ship it right to your door. Navyarms.com. I tell you what, uh, now, a lot of folks are watching this in syndication. And by the way, if you're listening to the podcast, which you'll probably hear it tomorrow, Apple Podcasts, uh, mm-hmm. Google Podcasts, or Spotify, Spotify yeah. uh, this is still going to be good. Now, the, the, uh, that price again, and it's good until when, and they need a coupon? Nope, no coupon needed. We've we've priced them down uh, to nine hundred ninety-five dollars till Monday. So it's a three hundred dollars savings till Monday. Uh, Guys, yeah. uh, you Absolutely. gotta get on board with this one and uh, save yourself three hundred. Just out of curiosity, history, right, Scott? Yeah, just out of curiosity, how much are the rubber duckies going for as well? So, like, if I was the buyer, oh, the, I would probably want to get the so the rubber duckies, duckies for the, you know, messing around. Rubber duckies are normally $699, a lot of which we actually have customers in Japan for because they can own those, and the movie's very popular there. But we've marked them down, uh, again, for your your, uh, viewers to $399.95. $399. Okay. Well, that's a great deal 
So, hey, Val, uh, thank you for telling us about this. We're really excited. and My pleasure. My pleasure. And, and, thank uh, you for having me. I just can't imagine anything more exciting. In, in, in fact, uh, we've got a commercial break coming up here, but I think we're going to sit here and, and watch the movie during yeah. the commercial break. <laughs> it's a great movie. Out. It, it, I remember last thought was, I was so excited when we watched the movie and it got done and my staff and all, I looked at each other and said, wow, that was actually a really good movie too. Right. It <laughs> is a great helps. movie. It's, it's a great <laughs> yeah, movie. Cool. All right. Well, we'll have you back on again very soon with your next discovery, whatever it might be. And uh, we know it's going to be great. And folks, head on over to NavyArms.com. We'll be right back after this short commercial break. I'd like to introduce our next guest, Joe, from shawarms.com. Hey, Joe, uh, thanks for waiting around for us. We sure appreciate it. Tell us a little bit about Shaw Arms, and uh, we're going to see some of your products here in, in just a minute. Tell us. Hi. Um, yeah, we're a 0702 manufacturer as well as an 08 importer. And we do a lot of import of ammo uh, along those lines is what we import. We have our own line of suppressors, uh, barrel mounted as well as integrally suppressed. Um, we sell other brands of suppressors as well as our own. And we have a full gun shop and full gunsmithing services. Uh, we do custom rifle builds. AR in bolt action. Um, we can do custom integrals. We do a lot of integral work for the old, older machine guns, some of your older stuff nobody does. So I have a general question. Now, we all know suppressors uh, take a little bit of time. You have to fill out a form. You get an actual tax stamp uh, uh, that is good and honored by King George. And, and uh, that's, that's all, all great. Or maybe I should say King Joe, that not being you, however. Uh, you know, the question I'm wondering about, now this is a little off-the-wall question, but maybe it's not off-the-wall. Uh, so uh, with the IRS agents going in there rating ATF and getting 4473, they want to look at all those people that own guns and probably the short barrel rifles, which they call now uh, the, the pistols because of the pistol brace ruling. So hey, they've got 40 million, uh, you know, illegals, felons now uh, with pistol braces. What do you think? Do you think is a possibility? And I don't want to be the devil's advocate here, but do you think they'll do the same thing with suppressors? Because all along they say we can have them and they charge us extra. Uh, what do you think? Uh, are suppressors here to stay or are they, well, are they an endangered uh, species? The difference you have, this is the big difference where you can separate firearms to NFA items. NFA items are registered. They have that registry that's totally legal. So they already it is actually have the illegal for them to register our standard firearms. We do a background check to make sure the person can legally obtain that, but the dealers themselves keep all the records. That's what the 4473 is. If that firearm's ever left in a crime or for any reason, law enforcement would want to see that it was a traceable firearm. That is the reason for that. 
there is no registry for unless a dealer closes and then the ATF gets all the 4473s and they file those. So as long as you're in business, you know, I mean, really, they're not supposed to come and take any photos because that's people's personal information. And we're not supposed to let that go anyways. Wow. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I, I predict we'll hear more from this in the future. Now, what we're looking at here, it looks to me like we've got a suppressor on the end of a firearm and it's totally integrated in the barrel now. Am I, am I looking at the right thing or what? You are looking at the right thing. That is one of our AR lines. That is the AR-10 and 308. Um, what we do with our patented design, patent pending, we got a few things pending. Um, we are able to use the airspace all the way back to the barrel nut on our integrally suppressed ARs. Wow. Most people go gas block forward. We pick up all that airspace. I mean, these are, you know, the AR-10 right there was standard, you know, your standard military ammo 147, something like that. Mm -hmm. That's going to run right in the 130 decibel range. For a seven six two. Wow. Well, what do you That's got there, good. Scott? You're hanging on to something. What 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 do you got there in your hand? Oh yeah. I'm hanging on hanging on tight. Hanging on tight. Uh <laughs> so one of the things that we wanted to show off here, uh Joe was a guest on Gunstuff TV uh quite a while back. And so I, after his last guest appearance, we talked and he said, Yeah, it's sent send me a barrel and we'll do a, a full barrel integration. So a friend of the show had this brand new shiny MPX that they had just got their hands on. And then he did a full, this is a nine, this is nine millimeter. Of course, I've already cleared this, but I'll do it again on camera just to make sure. Uh, but this is the nine millimeter MPX and he has integrated this. So what I've already done is I've already, is I've already disengaged the for the, the hand, hand guard here so you can pull this off just so you can see what he's oh. talking about underneath there. Oh. So normally this would be, yeah, this, oh, I heard that in the background. <laughs> yeah, so this, so this is what he's talking about. Normally the suppressor, you know, the, the, would, would say would start here and you would only have the volume of mm -hmm. that suppressor, you know, for, for right here. So that allows the gases to expand and all that. Well, they, he, he does it so that all the volume all the way back is, is used. So this essentially is a much quieter suppressor, more, more stable. And, uh, can you, if I'm not mistaken, you can shoot uh, hypersonics through this and you know it, you you still don't get the as much of the crack and all that stuff that you would normally get because you know it, it absorbs yeah it, on the it, night it we do a bunch of barrel yep. okay so i do have a question yep. from rumble so jake 545 i uh, would like to know do you have any serviceable 556 five, cans uh for yes uh what i recommend for that it's not a true 556 five, can um, we have a nine and a 45. The nine works just fine on 556. Five, you know, a lot of times I recommend people just buy the 30 cals for 556 five, usage, yeah. and then you can use on a lot of other stuff. Unless you're trying to get the last few little decibels out, it makes no sense to go 556. Five, or if that's all you're ever going to do is 556, five, that's fine. You know, buy one of those. But for the most part, it makes sense to go a little bigger because you, you're only losing a few decibels. And then we have a full stainless nine millimeter and 45 serviceable cans that are full auto rated. See, I'm, <laughs> I am such a girl about certain things and like, I'm probably the girl on things that probably most girls aren't things on. So like for the longest time, I'm like, 
Like, nope, I'm just going to do a 30 cal and do all the things. So now I'm like, no, nah, I'll do a designated, you know, five, five, six can because I don't wear one pair of shoes with all my outfits. I like the name of this. And we also Tiny beast. Tiny beast. Oh. <laughs> That's our smallest suppressor. We take our normal mini beast extreme two, which is a six inch long, one inch diameter suppressor. And we just remove some baffles from it, make a three and a half inch long suppressor. It works decent on handguns dry, works really good dry on rifles, you know, where you don't need a whole lot. Uh, if you, it will actually suppress as well as a big one if you wet it for the smaller, for a pistol. Uh, uh, and it weighs wow. three, I believe, three and a half ounces. So is that, if you, if, is, is that a rifle dedicated only, or is that, can that be used on a pistol as well? Uh, no, that is actually a 5.7 rated suppressor. It's titanium okay. tube and caps with stainless baffles, and we tin coat the baffles also. Very nice. That's yeah. Our, so with that being so light and so small, would you need the booster and everything for the gun to cycle properly with that being such a lightweight can? No, it's a 22 can. Um, being a 22 suppressor, those are always fixed barrel. So okay. no, you know, there's no function problems at all. All right. Awesome. Scott, the price on a tiny beast is only 300 bucks. 300 bucks on the tiny beast. Yes. And it's still top that, quality material. You know, 17 four baffles, um, titanium tube and caps, and then the tin coating, something we just do extra on our 22 on our handgun. It's a DLC coat. Uh -huh. Looks like gold, um, but it really helps the wear resistance on those. And now, Scott, uh, you know, I'm going to put a comment up here. Uh, I just scrolled by before you might have seen, uh, ooh, is right. And uh, before we leave, I, and we're going to have to finish up our segment yeah. here, show us that ooh. You want to feel the ooh. Let's see it right here again. Yeah. One, one more time. So this, so, so after his last show when he was on, we were looking for something like the modern MP5 SD. That was my that was my favorite, and he was like, "Oh well, we make these, and and this, so this is what we wanted to do." He, he we sent this barrel off. It took uh -huh. a year. It took a year to get this back, uh, but now it's back. So now you know we recently got it back. So we're gonna bring you guys some video on it. We're gonna go over it a little bit. We'll take it take it out, do some some range testing and everything. But this has been a, th this has been well over a year in the making just to get to this point here. Mm -hmm. But this is an amazing design, and uh, I've already had a chance to shoot it, and it 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 sounds phenomenal, and it it's gonna be a bit of a I think tank. You finally uh, this got thing. to do your ATF. Yeah, the uh, ATF paperwork. I think. What did we yeah. get to start that? Like last August, maybe. And it was. Yeah, it was. It was unreal. So, yeah, that's yeah, how long the ATF it's, it's, takes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, Joe, uh, one more shout out to your website. Where can people learn more about it? I, I know things. Uh, some people are saying they're having trouble logging in, but it might be under construction. But hey, uh, uh, by the time everybody sees this, what is your website address? Uh, you can get our website at shawarms.com. And our Instagram tag is Shaw Armament Systems. Um, we'd love to have you come like our page. There's a lot of good videos. Um, see us play with the belt feds on there and stuff. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of toys that we have fun with. So everybody enjoys that. Well, Scott, I know our viewers are going to hold you to it. We got to see that video uh, mm -hmm. and yep. in all its glory. And we want to hear the sound at 100%. Hey, Joe, thanks so much for being on the show today. And Thanks uh, for having me. I appreciate it. Guys, uh, a lot of exciting stuff today. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. 
I think the prospect of getting a gun in the mail just to my house right now is worth $999. Not only the fact you've got a, an opportunity, it's got a certificate on there. Well, you know what, what? That's freaking cool, but yeah, yeah, it gives people like me the opportunity to go through the uh, the days of before I got maybe before I was born, where you can just order from the Sears catalog and have a gun shipped to your house. Well, that's I'm a right. Reward like yeah. those days. Like I just want to yep. go and live that once. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> hey, Scott, thanks for lining everything up. Just for so you us could tell today. everybody. Yeah. They, yeah, just for you could tell. Yeah, I bought this gun in the mail. It ships to my house. You want to trigger your neighbors, okay? Uh, trigger your neighbors. In fact, if you got it, be a great gift for your liberal politician. Just uh, send it to them. <laughs> Along with a copy of the DVD, too. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. That's a great idea, actually. I just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, man, can I spare that much money just to, right? just to troll somebody? You know? Look, yeah. I've, I've trolled to, people yeah. for way longer and way more money over the long run so <laughs> hey scott thanks for being on the show ursula thanks for running things here for us so hey remember until next time get your stuff from gun stuff